Blog Talk Radio. Hey there, and welcome to Rock the Next Stage with Dory Staley. I'm Dory, and I'm your host today. I'm the owner of Rock the Next Stage, which is a coach, coaching and mentoring business for musicians and entrepreneurs. And I also own Next Stage Entertainment, which involves booking and management and things like that. And, of course, there's Next Stage Drumming, which is me. I'm a drum chick, so I uh, do a lot of interactive drumming events and also play percussion for different people because why the heck not? Life's short, mind as well rock. Today I have the pleasure of interviewing my first Canadian guest. So woohoo, from the Great White North. There we go. And her name is Joanne Stacy, and she is a country artist who has written an amazing number of tunes, over, well over 200, in fact. And several of these tunes were picked up by independent artists, both in Canada and Nashville. Stacy is an accomplished singer, musician, and teacher. She also does some mentoring as well, and we'll hear more about that. She's won a ton of awards and competitions and has her own star on the prestigious Merit Walk of Stars, and that's up in Canada. With a career spanning over 20 years, Stacy is a wealth of information and inspiration. I checked out her website, and she has some very cool things going on. So I'd like to welcome Joanne. Are you there? Sure, I'm here. I'm here. Awesome. <laughs> Greetings and salutations from the Raleigh, North Carolina area where I am, where we are experiencing an early spring and it's a good thing that I'm not a oh. singer because there's so much pollen because of all the trees blooming that it's really, really affecting my voice, so bear with me. But hopefully things are going well up in your neck of the woods. Yeah, finally the snow is melting, and uh, we've been having quite a bit of rain and getting that, you know, the temperatures above zero, which is great. I am not a really a big fan of snow. <laughs> But, uh, you know, it's one of those things. When you have seasons, you have snow. Yep, exactly. Exactly, yes. I moved here from Colorado, so I totally get that. So now let me just ask you some questions because you have such an interesting background and there's so much information here. Let me just start by asking you about how old you were when you first started. You were really young, right, and you were in your dad's band, correct? Yeah, uh, when I was five, my dad had a band, a country band, um, and so we, my sister and I, would sing with his band at various dances. Um, the first time I got up and sang a couple songs with his band, I was five, and I, it was at a grand opening for for um, a a new uh, Ford dealership in the town I lived in, and they were hired to play for that, and so they had me come up and sing a couple songs and. And I made it into the paper and all kinds of fun stuff like that. And I uh, kind of got the bug, I think, at that point. How cute. How cute. And you wrote your first song at age 11. That's amazing. Yeah, well, I don't say it was good. <laughs> you know, I look back at it and I laugh now, but I I still remember it. Like, I remember the chorus part of it. But, um, yeah, it's, you know, it's pretty... It's an 11-year-old song, and um, it's so funny because 
and I was a girl guide, like we you have in the States Girl Scouts, but we have girl guides here. And I was a girl guide, so it was about being free as an eagle and all these things. It was really cliche and 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 um (laughs) anyway, it was just it was just one of those things. But I still remember it. Well, you know, you've got to start somewhere, and you'd be surprised. Our, our daughter, Nikki, in fact, started at a very early age. She's grown and gone now, has her own apartment and all, and got a day job in the whole nine yards. But, yes, she started out with some tunes that were actually pretty good. I go back every once in a while and listen to them and say, man, that was pretty good for a young kid. So you, you never know, <laughs> but it's good that you have the music bug and you know, it stuck with you, obviously, because, you know, 20 years later, you're still at it. So you're recording and performing up in Canada, but you travel to Nashville quite a bit, right? I do, yeah. I've been, I'm actually going to leave tomorrow to go to Nashville for a couple of weeks because uh, it's the Tin Pan South uh, Songwriters Festival down there, as well as I do a lot of writing with people from down there as well, Um and try and keep those relationships going. I think this is my 12th time going. Wow, good for you. Yeah, we've had a few folks on the show from Nashville, so it's cool that uh, getting all these Nashville connections, and that's exactly what it's all about, isn't it? To be able to, to be where you need to be, to be seen and heard and connect with people, to make those things happen. And it looks like you've gotten a few songs picked up by other people, right? Yeah, I've been lucky enough to co-write some songs with different artists, and then they went ahead and recorded them on their their CDs. Um, in, there's one fella from, I think it's from North Carolina, I think, or maybe... Hold on. No, West Virginia, actually. I think he's from. Mm-hmm. His name is Steve Smith. He's um, a phenomenal banjo player and he just released a new album and so I have a couple of songs on Hale's album as a co-writer and that was kind of cool because he's 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 got um, a record deal and stuff so that's always you know nice as a songwriter to get your music out there with um, a good marketing people behind it you know to, to get it to where it needs to go yeah yeah and he's had a fair amount of commercial and internet radio airplay I see, and you've had a few tunes there. Like it's a lonely place. Went to number two in in Austria. That's cool. Yeah, that was kind of <laughs> I crazy. Lived in it was very. For a year. That's it was cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, these things happen. I had a song in Australia that went to number one on an internet um, site, and that was big back then as well. And and. Um, I've had quite a bit of airplay in the UK, Germany. I mean, it's really funny when I look at my wow. my SOCAN statements because it lists out all the countries where actually my music is being played. And mm-hmm. um, it, some of them, I don't even know where they are. I've actually one time had um, a fan contact me through my website from, from uh, I think, Ghana in Africa. Oh, wow. And telling me how... They would dance to my first CD in their kitchen and how they love my music. And that, and then, of course, they go on to ask me if I could help 
them, you know, by sending clothes and things to them because they're so poor. And, and you know, I don't blame them. Those are those people um, don't have the easiest of lives. And so I do what I can to, to give back to the world. So it was kind of neat, you know, to, to hear from somebody so far away. It's 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 a it's a very validating thing as an artist and as a, and as a songwriter as well. Exactly. You never know where your songs will travel and who will hear you. I uh, traveled with a band to France three years in a row, and I was amazed that we were playing, you know, covers and, and other tunes as well, and some Christian tunes. This was a, a Christian band. And as we were playing, I was <laughs> the audience is dancing along, and they're singing, and we're thinking, how do you know these songs? We said, well, you know, we hear them on the radio. It's like, okay, well, there you go. So yeah. yes, your reach is often much broader than you think. It is. It's always surprising to me, actually, and it shouldn't be because you know, with the what, with the internet now, um, you know, being so prevalent in our society in every every country. So, you know, I went to Germany and the UK two falls ago now with uh, one of my uh, girlfriends who's in my band, and we had the best time. Like German people love country music it was just such a fun experience yeah they love it Mm -hmm. yeah so um you know and then i have quite a bit of support that way through the internet radio stations and and whatnot and that's good to know i mentor a lot of musicians both young artists and, and older but i specialize in young talent and christian artists and many times I'll tell them how to plan a tour. <laughs> and how to plan a tour would be, let's see who's listening to your music and where your fans are and things like that. And sometimes they're in places that you would not expect. And for many of mm-hmm. these American listeners here, they might not even know that, yes, country is huge in Canada. So when they hear your speaking voice and then they hear your singing voice, they might go, wait a second, because it is so spot on. It sounds like you could be you know, right in, in Music Row in Nashville and nobody would know. Yeah. Universal Thank you for feel. that. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think because I've been writing for so long and, and you know, t- I've taken over my, my time um, – doing music I've taken quite a few workshops and courses with some of the hit writers and in Canada and the US and um, I'm part of some songwriting communities that help you to become better and to grow and I totally recommend that for anybody who wants to be a songwriter because it's all about growing and constantly learning new things and and that's the nature of any career music wise or any type of career you want to grow and give back and become uh more than you were last week or last year and so i find that um for me like i go to nashville partly part of the reason is because that's where people who are more um knowledgeable and uh more successful than i am are and that I can get mentored by them. So it's a kind of a switch of roles because when I'm here, <clears throat> excuse me, um, when I'm in Canada and, and I live in a small community, I'm the top fish kind of thing. I have to right. give back and mentor people um, who want to do what I do on one level or another. And 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 so I'm kind of at the top of my game in, in my area. Not to say there isn't people who are as accomplished or more accomplished than I am 
in my in Canada and of course in in but Canada is a huge country so I'm a little bit secluded in what I do so me going to Nashville I changed my hat I'm not the teacher or the mentor so much as I am the student there and I just go with a humble heart and I think you know I'm here to learn and to grow and to and to be inspired by those around me and and I always end up having the most amazing experiences that you could never plan that just happen and and uh, I think that's the trick and and of traveling and and experiencing new things, no matter if it's for music or if it's for just life experiences. Yeah, exactly. And and that has come up with other guests, including Ivan Hansen, who has been the drummer for many famous artists, R&B, pop, and. It, he said it doesn't matter how old you are and how long you have been playing or singing or whatever. There's always room to grow and there's always room to learn. And you have to stay open to those things, but also listen for what are the new trends, especially because things change. Even in Nashville, country music has changed a bit. And so it's good to know, if, especially if you're trying to sell your music or co-write or whatever, you might have to think a little bit differently. So have you found that that is the case? I mean, since you were 11, things have changed a lot, right, since you were, wrote your first <laughs> to, to well, now. When I was a kid, there was no Internet. And I'm really happy to say <laughs> that because when I, if there was pictures of the things I did when I was a kid in, on Facebook and things <laughs> like that, oh, my God, I would have gotten so much trouble because I was always I was a real tomboy and I would be off on adventures and doing dangerous things. So I'm really happy to say I was a child without Internet. And um, so I've had to adapt, though. <laughs> and, of course, you know, things are always evolving and changing. And the world is not going to stop doing that, no, no matter how much we want to put on the brakes and say, let's just go back to that other time. We can't. We have to keep going forward and try and, you know, be level-headed and 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 compassionate and kind to others and and move forward with how we want our our life to be in the world we're in and and for me like with my songwriting of course it's evolved as well and um I mostly write commercially but sometimes I don't I mean there are times when I'll write a song that came in my head um not too long ago I wrote a song it's a very I would say a spiritual song. It, I wouldn't call it. It's almost. It's kind of a gospel spiritual song, and I often write these types of songs as well. But this one was really special, and it just came through me. And I, ha- I had my, I had a writing appointment that morning with a couple of my co-writers that I often write with, and I said, "Hey, would you guys want to write this song?" And they were like, "Yeah, let's do it." And so now I've got this beautiful demo of this song with a piano player, and I want to take it to the next level. I want to get some bigger artists. Uh, to sing it and and affect some change in the world with that song and and help other people with it and so I'm, that's kind of one of my missions while I'm in Nashville is to see if I can if I can get um, any artists uh, with with some clout to to get behind my project idea but I digress anyway going on and, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm glad to you see that the out there because you and I will talk later because I have some ideas for you and I have some names. <laughs> so oh, you great. never know. That's awesome. So so cool. Yeah. So so that is really interesting, yeah. Joanne. Now I was wondering if you could tell people because we're talking about what you need to know about songwriting and 
And I know that you really write from the heart, which is why I, I titled your episode uh, Writing from the Heart. There Are there any tips that you can share with our listeners to help them be better songwriters? Well, I think one of the things is learn everything you can learn and understand the rules of songwriting because there are rules and of, you know, lyric writing or of melody writing. There, there is definitely um, certain rules that apply and every genre has different rules. Like, for instance, you know, folk songs are oftentimes more of a long story and they have repetitive verses where uh, country songs have a certain format and they, they radio really dictates a lot of that. Um, that they mm. want, you know, a song to be this long, and and they'll be like, okay, well, and this is something that's changed with time. Is that um, they say to you, okay, well, you have to, you can't have a long intro. You have to get to your chorus with before by 45 seconds into the song. You have to do this. You have to do that. There's all these crazy rules that they've made, dictated by radio. And um, and so songwriters have had to become very crafty, and understanding those rules, but also being able to remain tied to what they believe in and their integrity, which is difficult sometimes. It's a really fine line to walk. And so I say learn those rules because once you've learned them, then you get to break them and do it how you feel is right. (laughs) Because, yeah, but you must learn them and and you must become, you know, proficient in your craft. You must know that stuff. If this is something that you feel is your calling and that you really want to do, you have to take the time to understand why things are the way they are and what makes songs work better than other ways. I'm, I'm a, I, sometimes I'm, I'm working with songwriters. I do workshops and they'll be like, I have this song and they just want to do this verse, 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 chorus sort of thing and then maybe another verse and it goes on for like six or eight minutes and I'm like look at (laughs) those things you don't get to do that so so let's break let's figure out what you get to do and and so they come out of it with a song that actually they feel really happy with and that, that they're proud of but also that has been crafted in a way that they didn't have those tools before they came to the workshop so they learn you know okay well I'm saying this too many times, this one thing. I could say it once. That's all I need to do, you know. And, and it's just mm-hmm. so many different levels of crafting that you got to go through to become a person who can teach it. And so, right. but like I say, I, I don't let those rules dictate to me um, personally. My co-writers know this sometimes. <laughs> I get mad um, and say, like my one of my co-writers, she's... I've been mentoring her uh, for quite a few years. And um, so then we were writing a song last week or two ago and she was timing everything to the lot, like to everything, like only could be this long for the intro and only could be this long before you get to your chorus and this and that. And this song was just outside of those parameters a little bit. And I just said to her, I said, I am letting the song decide. I don't care about the radio rule. I'm going to just let the song come out the way the song needs to come out. And you're going to have to roll with me on that. And so I said, because I won't let this stuff dictate to me um, and, and damage the integrity of the music and the song that we're trying to create. And so there, there is a, you know, it is hard to always find that perfect balance. 
And there are times when it's okay to break the rules. And, and there's many examples of that, I think, in various songs that have become hits, is that they don't conform to the rules completely. They do to some degree, but then they have one thing that isn't. And that's the thing that makes them stand out, and that's the thing that people want, and then they'll pay for and that they'll download or they'll, you know, they'll be singing in the shower. So, right. you know, it's, it can be complicated, but um, it doesn't have yeah. to be if you just allow it to come from a good place inside of you where you know what's right and what's not right. Well, you know, Joanne, that that's interesting sense. because, yeah, a, a lot of songwriters, it, it's sometimes beneficial if they know that, you know, there are certain parameters because that will help them to not make the mistakes of repeating things over and over again. For example, people send me song clips all the time, and you know, I have to. I, I'm known for keeping it real, and I have to tell them, "Look, dude, you cannot have a pop tune that's six to eight minutes long. You just can't." I mean, I, I have to throw out, you know, another Canadian reference. You're not Rush, you know. Back in the day, Rush was yeah. with prog rock. You can go on and on, and that's different. But not for that particular genre. There used to be something known as the 30-second rule, and I would explain this to people that a lot of us, we don't have time to listen to the whole song, especially if I'm screening somebody for an event or a competition or whatever. And if you don't catch the person's interest in the first 30 seconds, if we've got to wait and wait and wait, when are, when are the vocals going to kick in? I'm at the two-minute mark, and I'm still not hearing any vocals. You know, then it gets kind of boring. But like you said, it depends on yeah. the song. It depends on your goals and where you're putting the song out there and all that. So, so good for you. So you also teach them some vocal tips as well. I see that you're also a vocal coach. Absolutely. Yes, I, I'm a vocal coach. Um, I've been doing that for. Well, I've been singing my whole life, of course. And then um, I decided when I uh, made a move with my husband to a small town where um, I had to make a career change. And I decided that I would try and I think I, I felt like I was ready to start teaching in, in, mm-hmm. instead of just pursuing music completely. And, um, you know, you get to an age where you're ready to, to start giving back and doing those things. And um, so I did that and I started about 12 years ago, I guess, like when I was uh, about 40-ish. I decided that I was going to start teaching, and um, and it went really well. and And I also do administrative work, and I was in the legal field for a long time. So um, I could I could, was a consultant for companies and things. So what I did was with my music with my business plan is I had um, I had was doing about eighty percent administration work and consulting, and about twenty percent teaching. And then over three years, it went totally opposite. I came down, I was doing like 10% administration work and 90% teaching. And I built up my clientele and all the kids. And I found it was really uh, so rewarding for me to be teaching and helping young girls who want to be the next Taylor Swift or whatever, (laughs) uh, you know, become who they want to become. And I take this stuff pretty seriously as far as... um, empowering girls to be their best self and to um, help them with their self-esteem and making them feel confident with who they are and all those things because it's different teaching vocals compared to, say, a guitar or a piano because I have to look at the person as a 
as their 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 body is their instrument, and sometimes it's a complicated thing because our minds and our emotions and our, all those things come into play. So I became more some in some ways a life coach for the kids and then a vocal coach as well to help them to get their dreams to the place where you know and that where they believe their voice they want it to be and and it was just it's been amazing. I love doing it. I love working with kids and teenage girls. I think that's probably my specialty is they because I can handle all the crazy things that they say and do and their emotional <laughs> roller coaster that they're often on. <laughs> yeah, it's quite interesting for me because I had a teenage I had a I have two kids and my daughter was uh, uh let's say not the easiest of teenagers to have and her and I would often fight about life and and I learned you know to pick your battles and and to become what I will tolerate and what I won't tolerate with her and she was she tested my every every nerve and so when she came through that and became a a woman Oh yeah, I I mean I but you know what she taught me so much, um, and she was the greatest teacher for me because she taught me how to pick my battles, how to be patient, and how to handle in, in uh, constructive ways the temper tantrums of a teenager and and the emotional roller coaster that they're on, and and so I I'm actually pretty grateful to have had that experience with her, even though at, at the time I wasn't very grateful. But as <laughs> after it was all said and done, um, it it actually made me such a better uh, coach and vocal coach and and mentor for these girls. Yeah, and that's another good point, Joanne, because you and I both do a lot of mentoring and giving back and helping, especially young people. But you have to not only be a wealth of information, which you know the two of us, I'm sure, have so much information in our brains that we could possibly share, but it's also important to know that when to speak and when to listen. And sometimes I need to know the answers to different questions, regardless of how old the artist is, so that I know that I'm reaching them at the right level, number one, and also addressing what's important to them because what's important to them might not be what's important to me and vice versa. If they don't want to like really take this really far and they're just doing it for fun, then I need to dial it back <laughs> and not push them so much. But then again, if they're super talented and they want to, you know, rock the next stage with, you know, <laughs> I got the name of the company, then, then yeah, I, I need to, to make sure that they know that I'm going to, I'm going to push you a bit here because, I believe in you, and you're blowing me away with your talent, and I know you can do this. And that might be the first time that they ever heard that. So that's really, really cool that you're able to to give back in that way. I love it, yeah. It's important because look at the role models a lot of young girls have right now. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you look at some of these videos and go, really? (laughs) Is that what we really need to be putting out there with some girls? Oh, gosh. I know, I know. So, well, that's a whole other topic for another day. Another time, I know, I know. But, but yeah, so it's so good for you. It sounds like that you were managing to not only do what you love and write the music that's in your heart, but you're also able to connect with others, work with others, and you have a nice 
diversification of your income stream there, which many of my guests have mentioned that, yes, they also do teach and do other things because, you know, you don't Mm -hmm. have to do just one thing. So that's a a great message for people as well. And as for closing out, do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to share with our audience? Oh, gee. I, I think that, you know, I think you need to be true to who you are as a person. And if you want to be a songwriter, then be a songwriter. Own it. Take the time to learn mm-hmm. the craft and and improve your skills, whatever they need to be, your piano playing or your guitar playing or your singing. So improve yourself to a point where you feel confident to, to present the songs that you're writing to people. Uh, if possible, and some people will never be a presenter, but they like to write songs, and that's that's fine too. But you have to find an outlet for that um, in a way that, for instance, um, you know, meeting another artist, somebody who is an artist, and saying, "Would you mind coming to songwriting things and doing my song, singing my song for me because I can't do it, or whatever it may be?" Because there are songwriters who don't sing very well, right? And so it makes it difficult, right? But they're phenomenal songwriters. And so they need a conduit. They need someone to help them. Uh, But, you know, it's just knowing your own strengths when you go into a room and feeling confident with who you are, staying true to what you believe in. Those things all are what matters. And and making connections and relationships are going to honor and respect uh, going forward in your career because, those the, all that stuff is the things that really matter. You know, you can learn to be better, but if you make a person feel terrible about themselves, that's what they'll never forget, and those doors will shut, and you won't get those chances mm-hmm. again. So I think that you know, if you really want a, any kind of career in the music business, you have to make time for others, be a good person, and um, respect your relationships that you create with with like the people who are maybe the hit makers or whoever it is that you you were able to make relationships with and and respect those things for instance i have the email of one of the top um uh record company guys who i have been able to lucky enough to send my music to on occasion now i will never share that with anybody uh because it's not my place to do that as well as I don't abuse it. I don't call him up every day or every week and email him and say, hey, blah, blah, blah. I mean, (laughs) that would drive him crazy. Um, So I I try to be very respectful of those sorts of things, those relationships, because those are the things that will take you to that next level that you need, you want to grow and become more, if that's what your desire is. Cool. Cool. Well, those are some great tips, Joanne. We really appreciate that. And I know that, those who are listening, I hope you're taking copious notes. But if you would like to connect with Joanne, you can go to her website, Joanne, J-O-A-N-N-E, Stacy S-T-A-C-E-Y.com, or you can email her at Music at gmail.com and connect with her if you have any questions or if you'd like to sign on with her for coaching or mentoring. I'm sure she'd love to chat with you. Joanne, do you do this virtually as well as in person? Absolutely. And I do a lot of work I on figured. Skype. Yeah. I figured. Okay. Yeah, cool, I do. cool. Sweet. Yeah. So and thank you for me, that. I'm, thank you, Dory. Yeah, you know, I'm always yeah, I'm definitely always uh ready to give plugs there uh, for my guests. So I really appreciate the time and that you've given us today, all the way from Canada. 
safe travels tomorrow to Nashville, and I will be sending you those leads, so hang on, because you might see them when you're at, in the Nashville area. Okay, folks, as for me, you can find me at rockthenextstage.com or shoot me an email, dory, D-O-R-I, at rockthenextstage.com if you have any questions. I do offer free 30-minute strategy sessions via phone, Skype, Zoom, whatever floats your boat. And you can just hit uh, the contact button on my website. I also have a book on Amazon. I forget to mention that. Find Your Divine Rhythm, A Creative Success Formula, which explains my triumph over adversity story, how I got back to my love of music after something uh, really awful happened. But, hey, it's time to rise up and rock your next stage. It also has some tips in there as well. Joanne, I'm going to hit the play button here so that we can go out with your tune, The Scent of a Good Man. So thank you again. We'll be chatting soon. And folks, come back again next Wednesday. I'm going to have an interesting guest from, got to get my New York accent ready, Walk out of New York. He's going to be talking about his company, Talent Army, and the different services they offer to singers and musicians. So you don't want to miss that. 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hope to see you again. Till next time, folks, make sure you are Come